Welcome to Beyond the Bio with me, Sophie Milliken. In this podcast series, we are going to be delving into all of the different ways that you can raise your professional profile. This week, I'm delighted to be joined by Jenny Smith, who is a networking guru, that is for sure. Jenny has over 16 years experience in networking strategy and is currently embarking on a PhD at Durham University, exploring networking in greater detail. Jenny's won a number of awards over the years, including being named as one of the future 100 young entrepreneurs in the UK, being a finalist for the Great British Entrepreneur Awards twice, and being named by The Telegraph as one of their 100 women to watch. Jenny really does know so much about networking, and in this episode, we're going to be talking about how to find networking events for you, how best to prepare for them, and how to make the most of them, including all of those follow-ups. So let's get stuck into the episode. It is so great to have you on the podcast because you are the networking guru. So tell the listeners what makes you an expert on this topic. Ooh, why do I deserve the title of networking guru? Well, Sophie Redruster. So networking, I fell into it accidentally. Hidden the toilets, first networking event I went to, actually. Scared the bejesus out of us. But that was about 17 years ago now. And then I spent a couple of years networking as a BDM for other people. But then, this is where it got interesting, I invented a job where I used to go networking full time. Someone paid you for it. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Well, loads of people. So I used to go networking on behalf of like loads of different people. So they would pay me a monthly retainer. I would go out networking and having done a corporate analysis of their business, I understood who they were looking for, you know, their product services, just talk to people about them. So for a year, I literally went to like, Five events every day, Monday to Friday. Didn't pay for food or wine for like the whole time, which was lovely. This was in Liverpool back in the day. So did that for a year, learned loads. I then founded and ran a network in Cumbria. I was managing director of a network over here in the Northeast. And then I'm now running my own business, which teaches networking skills. I create networking strategies. And I'm doing my PhD at Durham Research and Networking Events. So I'm a little bit obsessed. You are obsessed and totally deserving of the title Networking Guru. Absolutely. Absolutely. Tell us, why do you think that people wanting to raise their profile should spend some time focusing on networking? What does it do to help them raise their profile? So it can work on, when it comes to like profile raising for network, it can work at different levels. If you are just starting out in business, going out networking is a super cost efficient way of raising your profile amongst a lot of other things, you know, potentially finding clients, sourcing valuable information, accessing um, funding, whatever it might be. It's a really quick way to hit the ground and get out there, especially like locally to where you are geographically. Um, So that's a great way to start when you're first beginning out in the business journey. But as you kind of progress through through your career and raising your profile, it needs to align with the people that you want to speak to and where you are in your career. And if you know if you're running your own business, as your business grows, your network needs to be different because you need to consider who you want to raise your profile with. So that's going to impact where you network and how frequently. And often people network when they're starting out a lot. They just literally go to anything, everything, especially the free stuff. But as as you kind of increase your social capital, so social capital is the, the perception of someone's value in society. And that's usually based on the resources they have access to. So the more financially successful your business becomes, your 
your individual social capital increases, you become more valuable, more people will invite you to things. You know, you get, you know, you'll get wined and dined and because they want to tap into to what you have, those resources. Going out and networking and building a network is a fantastic way to increase your social capital. Because for example, when I was networking full time, I met so many people and knew so many people that other people wanted to tap into that network. So I raised my profile whilst simultaneously raising my social capital, which made me more valuable, which gained my gained me access to events and other people that I wouldn't have access to were it not for the network that I'd built. That is so interesting. There's so many thoughts that are just running through my head while while you're talking there because I, I guess I'm reasonably well networked now and I get invited to some really cool stuff that I definitely didn't get invited to um, when I was kind of starting out. So think about people that are starting out, say, you know, they've just moved into a new job, a new industry, or they've got a, a, a business that they're starting out with. How do they decide what they should be going to? Because there's so much out there. Where do they find the stuff that's actually really going to benefit them? And have you got any advice around how much time people should be devoting to networking. That's a that's a great shout because the time thing is the is the biggest investment that you make in networking. Obviously, you're going to have costs, travel, um, memberships, cost of tickets, and things. But it's that time and resource that you and your employer, or like if you delegate to your staff to go networking, it's that it's that. Often, less is more. Depending on the first step I always say to people is figure out what your objectives are. What do you want to get from networking? Is it access to knowledge? Is it sparking innovative ideas? Is it meeting clients? Is it raising your profile? If so, who do you want to raise your profile with? What are the sectors, you know, profile these people that you want to know that you're there? Who is it that you want to know exist that you exist? And then look at look at what topics and themes they're going to be interested in. So if your target market, if you want to get known within the pharmaceutical industry, for example, if you want to get known in that sector, what events are they going to be attracted to? What do they care about? What are they interested in? What networks exist for those sectors? So there's a lot of sector specific network, but also speaking to their current existing network, speak to their clients, ask their clients, what networks are you part of? Which events do you go to? And then that's going to be a great starting point as well. Because if your current clients value those networks and the likelihood is your additional target market is going to as well. Another great way to raise your profile, and it's not your traditional kind of come along and have a have a coffee kind of networking event. Raising your profile through networking is doing things like volunteering. And I know that you are like big on this and becoming a board member of a charity, really engaging and getting involved in organizations that especially align with what your business stands for. Because again, it's creating this, it's all well in people knowing that you're there, but they also need to know what you're an expert in. So aligning yourself, build these associations in people's minds between you and what it is you do, but also putting that with the backdrop of it being for a good cause and a good reason is a great way to raise your profile through networking because you are still building relationships with people. You're building relationships with people who are all on that board and they care about the same things that you do and that's a great way to build trust. That is such a great example because obviously I've been on a, a number of charity boards and I'm currently the chair at Smartworks Newcastle. Always love to give them a, a good plug. Shout yeah. yeah, shout out for Smartworks. And I have never thought about that role in the in the sense of networking. Oh, but you are absolutely you are absolutely right. I have met um incredible board members. We've got amazing volunteers and staff. So through Smartworks I get invited 
two events uh, with a SmartWorks hat on yeah. and it's a totally different network to to what I would normally I guess well not always there's a crossover there is a crossover but I always meet really really interesting people in fact I'm going to um, to St James's Park on Saturday oh, oh, in the Chairman's Lounge oh, which it's is like a always a treat it <laughs> is like a disco in there and it's super cool and I'm going there with um, with Helen our centre manager from SmartWorks and I've, we've already said who else is going so we can get a bit of a game plan yeah. together and think about who we want to network with Absolutely. there and it's, so I think yeah you get invited to fun things but yeah different opportunities bring different opportunities yeah, don't absolutely. they and even just posting on social media that you are there again builds credibility in your mind within your wider network and it helps build that trust that's a great point around just posting that that you are somewhere and that links to people using social media to raise their profile and I've recently had a conversation with somebody who said well I only ever post on LinkedIn when I'm at an event and I, and I said you know what that's fine if that's actually where you're comfortable with that's fine so I guess going to a networking event gives you great content to post about absolutely and you can do little like things like you know if you're at a dinner or an awards or something take a photo of the seating plan there's your delegates list find everyone on LinkedIn afterwards yes. drop oh, them a message I did that I've been doing that over the last year there's two events two big events that I've been to where I did that and it worked really well so one was the entrepreneurs forum conference last year so I had the attend the attendance list must have been made available or something and I had a look at that and I was like there are so many names on here of people that I don't know and I just sent everybody a message a personal message just saying hi didn't get to chat at the conference but I would love to connect and actually one person from that has actually become a client so it did work but also it just made it easier when I then bumped into those people at future events and I did the same with the Northern Power Women conference at, oh, yeah. sorry the Northern Power Women awards in Manchester I think there was over a thousand maybe 15 100 people at that and that's mostly people across the whole of the north so again had the the list and just messaged them hey you know i was at this event too would love to connect and you know see some of your content and i got hundreds of connections off that so that is a great tip it's putting that time in if it you, does if you, take time often people <laughs> focus yeah people focus on the event itself and there's so much stuff you can do such after a, such a gem so such a like, nugget what yeah. can you do beforehand then so beforehand um some event websites depends where you book on and um, we'll it'll show you who else is attending start researching my favorite one though is just searching either search for the hashtag because yeah. usually people wait till the day to use it no no look before and use it before or look at the post from the host of the event look at their posts about the event who's commenting who's engaging make sure you do the same and then again there's your delegates list start having conversations with people beforehand and then it breaks the ice like you said before it makes it easier to approach them and then you can almost pre-arrange meetings with people even if it's a relaxed informal event you can say to people oh I see you going to this event I'm going as well it'd be great to catch up while we're there and then one you, you know that you're going to get value from it so it helps improve that ROI and it reduces the reliance on serendipity when it comes to networking but it, it also means that you are more committed to attend because let's be honest since since lockdown it's a, it's a lot of hard work putting shoes on and leaving the house to be fair so if you've pre-arranged those meetings it means that you're more likely to go and so are they because even if you see them they might something might come up they might have a bad hair day they might you know the car might conk out or whatever and they're like oh I'll just leave it so by pre-arranging those meetings it just means that you know you're going to get value from it. So thinking about some of the events that you've been to over the years, have you got any funny stories about Ooh. like rubbish ones that you've been to where something dramatic's happened? See, the events that I used to love and the events I love now are very different. 
Um, I think that happens as you obviously as you mature as a as a human and you and your preferences change. Back in the day, like old school Liverpool full time networker, I used to get invited to all kinds of like the international tennis tournaments. I, don't, I think I saw two minutes of tennis. I was in a big marquee when everyone had like famous, like fabulous, sorry, hats on and there was like a fashion show. There was a lot of that. There was a lot of being seen to be there, which was wonderful. And I was young, free, single, living my best life then. Whereas now the events that I love, I love events that come with like personal development and stuff tied into them, especially as a business owner, like learning nuggets and things. So for me, the, the most valuable asset that networking provides is this access to knowledge. Um, yes, it's business development tool, but for me, it's that tapping into knowledge and information from other experts. So I love events that have that interlinked. But yeah, so for me, as long as the host of the event is engaged, there's someone there to welcome. I always try and imagine that everyone that's there, it's their first ever event. So try and like look after them. Because I think, again, a lot of networking events, they can... You, they can feel a bit like the Hunger Games. Like we're all there to like fight against each other and you know, you're not allowed to talk to me. And that's literally the opposite. So whenever you're at an event, as long as people are friendly and like kind to each other, then it, it's always a good event. And what are your top tips for someone that might be going to an event for the first time or they've, you know, they're, they're out of touch with, with networking like, and they're, they're having the bad hair day and they don't want to go and they're trying to talk themselves out of going. What what are your top tips to to get in there and make, make the most of it? I think if you're just starting out, the biggest thing I would say to do is build a relationship with the host. The host is the most connected person there. They're the most socially valuable, essentially. Um, they are there to help you get value and they're there to support you. So building a relationship with the host of the network, it means that you know that there's gonna be at least one friend there. So if you are having like a bit of a nervous day or it's the first time you've been, go for a coffee with the host first, one-to-one, -one, um, especially someone who might be a bit more introverted. Introverts prefer the one-to-one -one conversations rather than one-to-many, it's really energy draining for them. Get to know them and then you know that they're there and they're on your team. And actually, if you've done that in, in advance, then mm -hmm. you can tell them who, who the exactly. people that you want to speak to and exactly. they can make those intros. That they're is what they're there everyone. for, nice. yeah. And a lot of people join networks and never have a, have an interaction with the host or their like membership advisor or whatever. Whereas they're the person who's out speaking to every single day, all these other businesses that are also members, tell them regularly, catch up with them regularly, take them for lunch, whatever, build a relationship with them so that when they're out speaking to everyone else, you're at the forefront of their mind, they know who your target market is, and then they're the ones that are just gonna send all the referrals. That is such a great tip, Jenny, that's so good. How would you suggest that people can make themselves memorable Ooh. for the right reasons Ooh. at yeah, the right an reasons. event? Yeah, we've always, like, know your limits with booze. Do you know what? Just as, as as you were just about to say that, someone that I know from my previous industry popped into my head, who was always known to get absolutely smashed, oh. and it was the joke. Oh. And, it, and she, she would either end up um, flashing her knickers on the <gasps> dance floor or um, drunkenly crying in a corner. And oh, it was no. Uh, no. Well, I've not drank in five years, so I don't have to worry about that anymore. But I've been there. And it happens, though, especially with events where there's free booze. Yeah. So knowing what work, because a lot of people, two, three drinks, they're absolutely fine. But if you know that you are someone, like I was, that cannot have one, and like just, just know yourself. That's like tip for that. In terms of being memorable for the right reasons, I always encourage people to like be colorful. Depending on the industry that you're in, well, you know, it's like, especially like 
in academia or if it's like a professional services, there's a lot of suits. There's a lot of like navy, a lot of gray and a lot of black. So if you can go in there like rocking something red or pink or something colorful, as long as again, it's authentic to you, then that's a great way to stand out and just be memorable. Especially when you're doing that follow-up, right? So you then message someone on LinkedIn, hey, I was the lady in the pink suit. So, you know, that's... Or if you're a guy, like some kind of colorful tie or... Um, I always love like really quirky shoes, flat shoes, because I can't be doing with heels no more. And especially when you're networking, you want to be comfy. But like really cool shoes, they always spark up conversations as well. And people will be like, oh, you're the, the lady with like the lobsters on her shoes. I'm like, yeah, that's me. Do you have a pair of shoes with lobsters on? I do, on? the Diamante Kurt Geiger. I love them. Wow. Um, so yeah, something fun in how you appear is really good. But I think the best thing to get known for is adding value to other people. So when we add value to other people, when we're networking, so going networking, not with the mindset of what can I get from people, go with networking with the mindset of what can I give? How can I help people that I already know by meeting new people? Who can I introduce? Being known as someone who facilitates introductions and that will open so many doors. So every time you make an introduction or a referral and it results in a sale or a collaboration or something wonderful, you have got people out there singing your praises like constantly to everyone that they meet, looking for ways that they can add value back to you and they will open so many doors for you. So being known as someone who helps others, that is the best way to network. That's great advice. Are there any sort of essentials that people should have or you know, bring along to a networking event? I did a post about this once. I did a photo, like basically like emptied my bag and was like, this is what I take networking. So I've always got like hairbrush, mints, because you don't know what food is going to be. Um, I like a name badge that's branded and magnetic. Ooh, so it doesn't so wreck your clothes. your own. Yeah. Because nice. not everyone, not everyone, not all the hosts provide them because it can be a pain in the ass for them, to be fair. But having a branded magnetic name badge, it makes people, other people more comfortable. A lot of people, especially people who are neurodiverse, really struggle with people's other remembering names and they get a complex about it sometimes and they get like it's like it makes them nervous so by wearing a name badge you're actually making other people feel more comfortable whilst branding yourself and your business so that's a nice thing I always try and have that I've got a digital business card but I've also got I've got traditional ones as well because some people like to have something that they can hold and take away whereas the digital one you tap on someone's phone and then a link tree appears with all their details on and stuff so I'll ask people what they prefer. Ah, notebook. Oh, I've got you a notebook, actually. Ooh, um, uh, notebook for networking. So just get one that you love. Um, I've got ones that are specific for networking. So I'll write down the date, the location, um, the host, so that that's where the memories are formed. And then write down, I literally, when I meet someone, and if I say to them at an event, oh, I'll introduce you to this person, or I'll send you a link to this. I, I'll say, let me write this down, because I'll forget, because I know I will. And I'll get my notepad out and I'll write it down in front of them. And then it shows them that I actually am going to do what I say and I care enough to take that time. And then obviously afterwards with networking, if you can set aside some time um, to do all those, it creates like a to-do list, like a follow-up task. And again, that's where we really start nurturing those relationships. And again, you get to be known as someone who follows through. It builds trust. You say you're going to do something, you do it, you're reliable. And It's little actions that really build up in people's minds that create this brand for yourself. Um, And that's really, really impactful. Well, I think that has been absolutely fascinating. You've certainly given me some great top tips that I can apply to my own networking. So thanks so much, Jenny. Where can people find you? Where's the best place for you hanging out? Oh, well, LinkedIn. 
That's my playground. I love LinkedIn. Um, I'm always there. You can easily find me. Um, or obviously the website, which is netno, N-E-T-K-N-O.co.uk. So you can just pop on there. And there's loads of like free resources. There's a white paper on there you can download about strategic networking. There's loads of stuff. Awesome. Well, we'll make sure that the link to your LinkedIn and also to your website is in the show notes. And you also have a newish podcast yeah, out too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just a few episodes in. Um, so that's just a solo podcast. It's me about 10, 15 minute episodes and each episode's on a different subject, but really delving into the nitty gritty of networking. It's a lovely mixture of like practical tips, but also theoretical stuff. So there's a nice balance there. So it's hopefully useful for people just starting out or people that have been going for a long time. Fantastic. So a few resources there for people to find out more about Jenny and also delve deeper into the world of networking. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you're serious about growing your profile, take our free profile assessment quiz to see where you're at right now and get hints and tips on how to improve your score. You'll find the link to the quiz in the show notes. If you've enjoyed the episode, it would be mint if you'd subscribe, like and leave a review. See you next Monday.